Hi guys, I hope you can hear me. I am actually testing out AirPods today on the live. So while you guys are joining, I'm also just going to test out the sound. And yeah, while we wait for a few people to come on, let me just give you an introduction. I am interviewing Itu Kubeka today, um, who is a brand strategist and honestly an amazing colleague in the interest sorry in the industry sorry guys hi um, hey hey i'm here I'm just trying to set everything up all how are you oh, Sorry, I had my earpods on. Let me just see if this is good. Oh. Is the end or your end? No, no, no. I just had to pause. Sorry, I'm just trying out the new earpods just to see if it works. Or not. Oh, okay, okay. They're but you can awesome. hear me. Yes, I can hear you. I can Yay. Hear you. Okay. Amazing. Look at so pretty. <laughs> well, I don't feel pretty, but yes. <laughs> Thank you for the, the ring lights and the Instagram filters. <laughs> I was actually saying and to a client of And I feel like crap. I look like crap. But thank goodness, uh, Instagram, those, I've got one of these brush-up filters on, so... <laughs> I need to get into a habit of actually trying to like put filters on my face on lives because I'm always just like here's my natural face don't your natural face is beautiful let's these things are so addictive I think they're bad they're so bad because now these industries capitalize on our insecurities so they make more of them and we get super addicted to them it's a vicious cycle <laughs> it's a vicious cycle I know oh. I'm just going through People that have joined. Um, we've got Jordana saying that she's here for it. Um, looking. So lovely ladies from all where to. Hi guys. So for everyone joining this evening, it's Tuesday. So it's my regular IG Live e-commerce series. So thank you for joining. I hope you have been enjoying all of them and finding them super informative. And tonight, my special guest is Itu Kubeka, who is one of my favorites, a dear friend, an amazing colleague. Oh gosh, I could go on, like literally. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you know how much I love you. Um, so what I am going to do is have Itu actually introduce herself because I don't want to mess that up. Um, and then we're going to get into it. And obviously, guys, as you know, please drop your questions below. And yeah, let's engage to this live. Itu, the floor is yours. Cool. Oh, my gosh. I never thought I would be shy, but I, for a second there, I felt a bit shy. Uh, but by introduction, those who have yeah just kind of uh stumbled across me now or yeah maybe just saw that I was doing a live with Cleo I am a brand strategist I come from a 13 year long journey in brand activations consumer insights uh and at some point I went into influencer management which I still do but it's not my primary offer uh, primarily at the moment, I'm focusing a lot on uh, brand strategies and social media strategies. So coming up with strategies for social media campaigns for big brands, small brands, um, yeah, all kinds of businesses. 
on either end of the scale. Um, and I'm a self-taught designer as well. Uh, my journey started in 2014-15 when a lot of people didn't know anything about Canva at the time. Um, I just, yeah, I started on Photoshop like most newbie designers would, but then when I found this tool called Canva, I was like, oh my gosh, this is like the cheat sheet. And I kind of got obsessed and I started making money through designing on there. But for a lot of the clients back then, I didn't comfortably or confidently say, I am designing using Canva. It's so exciting to see fast forward five to six years later, like everyone's on Canva. And it's probably one of like my strongest sort of uh, tools that I use in my business, like literally my Canva, my Canva subscription comes before the water and lights bill, y'all. Like, I need to make sure that Canva subscription is, yeah, renewed every month because without it, I cannot work. It is probably the tool that brings me the most money. And I really love using it because uh, I get to empower my clients using that tool. Um, it's no longer about being the professional designer. I get to create brands, co-create brands with clients who... who literally starting out and I hand over my work to them so they can carry on and feel empowered enough to um yeah how do I say hold their own brand down so if I'm building a media kit with you then you get access to your own media kit your template and you get to work with it and it's yours and you're not stuck having to pay me every time you need to make a change or you need to update a picture um, what else do I design on Canva? I've been doing email signatures a lot now. So I do it, make it look pretty for you, hand it over, and you can change your pictures, colors. So it's been a very empowering tool. And what else? What else? That's pretty much me right now. And it's quite the reason why, oh my gosh, guys, if you are just tuning in, um, <laughs> you has been in the game for 13 years, so you are in good hands this evening. And like she just mentioned now, um, Canva is life, just like always I said. I'm also a Canva queen. I don't know what my life was before that. And unfortunately, I don't have Photoshop skills, so I rely heavily on that platform. Um, so jumping straight into it, um, obviously, for those that do know, um, you know, your logo isn't your brand. Um, what was that the one that you posted yesterday or today? It was absolutely stunning. Loved it. I was so nervous with that signature because, you know, sometimes you don't want to take for granted that you know someone so well. Uh, so I know with Renato, she likes the earth tones. She likes the nudes, the white. So I was just like, okay, cool. I don't want to feel like. I know you so well. And then she's like, mm, I don't like this. <laughs> but she gave me feedback because literally, like I sent it to her and she was like, thank you, got it. So I was like, oh, okay, she hates it. She hates it. <laughs> and then she posted today and that made my day. That really made my day because it is so nerve wracking to design something for someone and not know if they're going to like it. So thank you so much, Lerato. Amazing. Sorry, and I know I cut like everyone all day, but I was saying like, um, as some of us know, obviously a logo isn't your brand. So for those of us that maybe have the wrong idea, what is branding and how can you use it in your business? Well, it's, it's, it feels like such a simple question, but at the same time, it's like such a difficult concept to grasp because we mm -hmm. often think about branding as logos, colors, you know, like, let me make my feed look pretty. Uh, let me make my website look pretty. And yes, that does account for your branding. 
However, ultimately, branding, the brand journey is um, your promise to your customers, your clients, your target audience. It's also more about how you make people feel with what you do as a brand more than just having the right things in place. Because we often think that, okay, cool, I've got a logo, I've got the colors, I've got the pretty pictures. Surely people need to like understand what I'm about or they need to buy from my online store. They need to support me because I've got, I've checked all the boxes. I've got all the stuff, but that's not it. Um, those tools are meant to amplify the deep, the deeper meaning behind why you're doing it. It's, it's pretty much what you're saying to your target audience. Your promise is that you're going to give them, I don't know, um, eco-friendly cosmetics or cruelty-free body care. Whatever your pro promise is to your target audience, that's what brings it all together. So if you think about, I actually did a branding workshop, I think it was last week, Thursday, and I had a board up with like a whole lot of logos on them. So just from the top of my head, I'm going to spit out some, some logos. And if anyone wants to hop on and interact and engage, please feel free. But uh, if I say Toyota, I can almost bet like the first thing that comes to your mind is that logo with the circle. But you think beyond the logo and the circle, you think trustworthy, reliable brand, you think family car. I'm already seeing a road trip. I'm seeing a big car. Yes. <laughs> if, if I say Woolworths, what, what comes to mind when I say Woolworths to you? Oh, I'm thinking like luxury, like brand grocery shopping, but also just like convenience. And, oh, you know, that's just what comes to mind when I think of Woolies. Yeah, yeah, convenience. And for someone else, Woolworths could be like, I'm splurging this month. I'm buying my groceries from Woolworths because there's some people who yeah, also have a here and like, I am not going to be buying from Woolworths. Um, one last one. When I say, hmm, let me think of, if I say Mr. Price, what do you think? <laughs> be honest. Be very honest. Oh, uh, no, honest. Affordable shopping. But shopping. I know it's the place I go to if I need a last minute item. If it's for a dinner party or I'm, you know, it's just, it's my go-to in case. It's like my backup. It's my fail safe. That's how I think of Mr. Price. <laughs> so, can you see what we've just done there? We've just, you know, from the top of our heads, thought of brands that we interact with on a regular basis. And just by even saying a brand name, certain things come to your mind. Uh, we said Mr. Price and you said affordable, um, reliable in the last minute. So that is their brand promise. So in their branding journey, they've made sure, they made sure that to their audience, to their target market, they appeal to us as that brand that we can rely on, even though it is affordable fashion, it is still like quality enough for us to rely on them when we need them. Obviously, you're not going to be like, okay, special occasion. And for some people, it is a special occasion shop. But um, for someone else, like you said, it's like, okay, I really need to grab something now. I'll get, you know, a pair of sweatpants from Mr. Price. Woolworths, I've got... Uh, Oletu saying twang, I've got Batiswa saying quality and convenience. So Woolworths got that right in their branding. And that's yes. not just the logo, it's the brand promise. It's what they've instilled in us. And that's pretty much what we need to start doing as um, small businesses. We need to start 
allowing and showing our target audience what we want what 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 experience are we trying to give them and what what do we want them to walk away with so that when they do see the logos and the brand colors and and everything that we stand for as a brand they remember the promise because at the end of the day that's what carries um your brand forward 100% funny enough i actually saw a post yesterday from crypto absolutely love him those of you that don't know him is also in like the branding and I think advertising space as well. I might be incorrect in that part, but really big in the branding space. And he actually spoke about, he did an illustration about branding. Can you hear me? Sorry, I touched the mic. Sorry, sorry. Oh, it was me. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> but I was saying with Christo, he actually launched a post yesterday with a little illustration about branding. And he kind of basically, I guess on a, a meteor or the earth, but basically how branding is your core. So you work from your core outwards to all the pretty stuff, which is essentially the crust. So for those of you that want more of an illustrated pose. You're and... breaking. Oh, the sorry. Can you hear me? So you were saying Christo's? Oh, yeah, sorry. So I was saying Christo, um, look, um, sorry, uh, posted um, a post essentially yesterday um, about branding. And it was an illustration of, I think it was Earth or Meteorite, but essentially, he was illustrating how branding is your core and how basically by the time you get to the crust, that is your pretty stuff that you obviously your messaging that you speak to your clients about. So for those of you that want to check out that illustration, you posted it yesterday. So check out his page. It's called Chris Doe um, and it's just D-O. But yeah, jumping forward from that. Um, so obviously there has been, and I think maybe we've seen it, I think it's been coming on, but I think we've seen it more so maybe now in 2020 and 2021. Um, and we've seen a rise in people you know, monetizing their personal brands, as well as people, you know, launching their own products and services on e-commerce platforms. So from a branding perspective, what should their first step be or what should they have in place or figured out before they launch? Wow, I think the very basics would be like going back to that whole brand promise thing, just knowing who you're creating for, who are you launching to? I think we get so wrapped up in the concept and the idea of having a brand and just setting up and I've got this wonderful idea and I want to launch, uh, I've got this new product, but we don't spend as much time obsessing about the people we're creating for. If we could actually just invest more in understanding the audience, um, the, the, the consumer that you're, you're designing, whatever product or offer, for, it becomes easier to launch. So if you understand how they shop, uh, their shopping habits, where they shop, where they hang out on and offline, it becomes easier to start um, mapping out the journey for yourself as a brand. So target audience is definitely a very big one. Uh, I know this is a very scary one, but also starting to sound like a cliche, but understanding your niche so um, we have industries, we've got various industries. If we may talk about fashion, for instance, fashion is very broad, you know, you go into fast fashion, sustainable fashion, there's, there's many layers to fashion, but just taking the time to understand where you're positioned, where, um, what role do you play in this bigger ecosystem? Um, another analogy I really like that kind of paints the picture really nicely is Think about being in this massive ocean. If fashion was this big ocean, there's so many other players in the game 
and you're just another small fish, right? Whereas if there is a pond and that could be sustainable fashion uh, for, I don't know, stay-at-home moms. I made an example last week in my workshop about doing uh, sustainable loungewear because we've been in this pandemic working from home. What does fashion look like and mean to us now? You know, we're, we're lounging most of the time. For goodness sakes, I'm wearing a sweater that's like one of those sweater dress things. And like, <laughs> it's like not the most sexiest outfit, but because I'm working from home, it works. So working in that space, if I were to say that's where I'm positioning myself, there are far less people to compete against. So you start to look at that sort of ecosystem as a pond instead of a big ass ocean. And instead of being a small fish in the big ocean, you can be the big fish in the small pond. And that's where you establish yourself as the go-to. That's another thing I, I feel we need to kind of start upskilling and learning for ourselves is how do I become the go-to? So it's not just about launching or just being in people's faces. How do I position myself as that's the girl you need to go to, you know, like where you literally have people in your DM saying, I was told you are the person I need to talk to because you've established a name for yourself in your industry. So for instance, if I look at yourself, I always use you as an example in my workshops, by the way. <laughs> yes, I'm like, instead of saying I'm a marketer who markets to anyone and everyone, why not focus on a specific industry and say, I develop marketing strategies, business strategies for hotels uh, or um, businesses in the hospitality space. I recently came up, um, came across a brand. Crap, I'm subscribed to their newsletter. Like I can see their branding, their logo and their colors. Can't remember their name, but I really love their newsletter because they are a design and branding agency that solely focuses on designing and, and branding for businesses in the wellness space. I didn't even know you could do that. And I found myself thinking, maybe that's my next chapter because I personally haven't actually niched yet. I'm literally just feeling my way around which clients I enjoy working with the most. And I can definitely tell you that when it's not my niche, I definitely know and I don't enjoy it. So just to kind of like summarize or to, you know, um, top line that, understand your target audience really well like literally obsessed like in your spare time sit down and look at your competitors and look at how they're appealing to the market what are they saying what kind of language are they using um what are your customers pain points do you represent your target audience because if you do it becomes easier to ask yourself things like what frustrates you about for instance what are my frustrations around skincare if I hate trying to figure out which serum comes before which moisturizer and hydrator, like heck, I don't want that complication in my life. So if my target audience is literally someone like me, I need to prep my launch strategy, my branding, as if I were the one who was going to shop from my own shop. And I need to think about the things that frustrate me. I want a simplified approach to skincare. Heck, that's a tagline. That's, that's my brand statement. I am that business owner that brings you simplified skincare because why the hell must it be complicated? So we need to start modeling our own 
audience in a way it becomes easier not i mean it, it's not always the case but it, it does become easier when you're creating for people that kind of look and feel like you uh so we said target audience um understanding your positioning in the market so that's niching picking where where do you want to play and this 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 can change a lot and that's fine you don't have to no one's kind of like holding you to one spot like once you've chosen your niche you're stuck feel your way around and it's okay to pivot in fact you know i i, I believe pivoting is the way to innovate you don't get to find great things if you don't allow yourself to chop and change as 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 and when needed I just want to um, read all these questions. So she's, okay. she's asking, do you approach personal branding the same as business branding strategy-wise? No, no. I mean, it, it, there will be overlaps, especially if your personal brand and your business brand speak to the same audience, then there definitely would be overlaps. Mm -hmm. But um, there are a lot of things to consider. So if you have a separate business to what your personal brand is doing, things like how you communicate and show up online is going to be different. So like, think about your website. These are two completely separate websites. And I've actually had currently kind of going through that um, sort of dilemma, but uh, I'm feeling my way through it where I'm like, okay, cool. I offer all these services and stuff, but then I'm still a brand and I still stand for something. How do I package that online? I've still got stories that I want to share and I want to have a blog. And I've actually literally sat and I'm like, okay, do I go fully branding on my personal blog? Or do I talk about my travels with my family? It becomes a very tricky one. But also where you are in your journey will guide you and dictate, dictate um, what needs to come first. So for me, uh, it depends on your priorities. If my goal is to make more money right now, I will let my personal brand adapt to what my business is trying to do. So if sharing more knowledge about what I know within the branding space is what's working and what's bringing in the money, that's what I'm going to talk about on my personal blog. But it's going to be less like industry. It's going to be like, here's my experience. I mean, um, one of the blogs, I, I don't think I've got it up on my new site, but on my old site, I had a blog about how to charge clients and I spoke about my experience so it wasn't like a industry blog where it's like step one use a calculator step two open a bank account it was literally like hi guys um, I know a lot of us struggle with charging clients here's what's worked for me I struggled here I struggled to like you know ask for what I'm really worth um, I then learned the hard way that I can't um, keep selling myself short so what I did was I introduced um, tiered pricing. So I give you, I present you with specific uh, options. So this is, if, 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 if you want to get like the entry level option, this is what I give you. Uh, if you want to get all the bells and whistles, I literally had names for my different tiers. I had my Polo Vivo, my Lexus and my Rolls Royce. And it's always interesting to see what people pick because, you know, there are people who definitely want to like flex and be like, I'm definitely going for the Rolls Royce option. So again, like that psychology, I used my skills to kind of make a situation that didn't work for me, work for me. 
So that's how I approach uh, finding a balance between my personal brand and my business. Mm -hmm. But it's definitely, I definitely see them as two separate things. Um, there will be overlaps and it's just a matter of looking at your priorities and finding what to lead with based on your priorities. And I love that. And I, you touched on something where you spoke about where you are in your journey. And, you know, um, 80, one of the stats that I picked up actually was that 86% of consumers, um, you know, prefer an authentic brand image. And I think maybe this evening, we, let's just touch on that as well, because, you know, I feel like there's so many brands that end up speaking at you and not speaking to you, i.e., like you mentioned, you know, speaking to your pain points, addressing the issues or solving the issues that you have. So maybe um, can you speak to, like, how to achieve an authentic brand image? Ooh, I honestly, I don't have a specific um, yardstick or rule book or I, I'm a person who does a lot of things from the heart and, and sometimes it actually comes to bite me because I sometimes give too much. Uh, but it's also been a, uh, a strength of mine because I allow myself to feel and to share. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I overshared. I shared too much. But it's actually helped me become closer to people. And I, I'm not going to give a prescription. I'm rather going to share authentically what, what's worked for me. And that's allowing yourself to allow yourself. Allow yourself to, to share the real parts of um, what your journey is like makes it easier for people to relate. At the end of the day, humans seek connection. And I think I actually read it in a book somewhere where relatability is actually quite a strong um, sort of selling or point of connection for, for you and your customers. Customers sometimes don't even buy because they necessarily need something as, as much as you know, we want them to believe they do. Sometimes people buy into your journey because they honestly just sold on what you stand for and what you believe in. Literally, you could, you know, sell tea bags to a person if you told them that these tea bags will help you affirm, they'll help you let go of all those bad uh, concepts that you have around money, and they'll help you unblock your money blocks. I mean, on a physical, biological level, the tea is not going to do anything for you. But if I just talk about all the things that you can relate to, I mean, how many people can relate to struggle, being broke, or not making enough money, or wanting to leave their nine to five? So look at your journey and say, okay, what am I currently being challenged with? Um, it's also about allowing yourself to be like, give room to, to be human. So why am I challenged, being challenged with right now? And how many other people are going through that? I'm not saying like, Pour all your problems out and be like, hey guys, I'm, I'm struggling financially, I'm struggling with my relationships, I'm struggling with weight. But just look at your brand story and your journey and literally look at points of relation. What in my journey can other people relate to? I am also like in a space where I look at my journey as uh, a freelancer, which is why I came up with the concept of the freelance human. I wanted to have points where I could share the realness of being a freelance human because the moment you become a digital creator or business owner, it all feels 
so easy. Like you can just hop online and talk and then you make money and you talk about how I've landed all these clients and I'm making money and life is hunky-dory. But there are so many things that go into that, like being able to set up the right systems, uh, how much it costs to actually run a freelance business. So just taking the realness in, in that journey and sharing it with people has actually helped me connect with a lot of people. Sorry. <laughs> you know, I was just thinking, because you touched on, or you just mentioned something now where people have this perception that you can just jump online and, you know, make money. And it's so easy. Um, and, you know, I think one thing that we've probably seen with the brands that we've worked with is that brand power itself actually retains followers. You know, you speak to being relatable and, you know, what you stand for and what you believe in. So I think um, maybe my next question is, how can brands convert followers into paying customers? They need to solve a problem. I, I honestly don't. There's no like secret magic source or long script on this one is um, if you're solving a problem that many people have, everything else comes on, you know, like everything can be, everything else can be plugged into that. So if I always use this one, like if receding hairline is a, com a common problem amongst women in Africa, that's the problem. That's how you convert people. You talk about the problem that they have. If setting up your own website is, you know, a very frustrating part of your journey as an entrepreneur, that's the problem you're solving. So being able to show case to your followers that I actually have a solution to your problem that's when they become um, customers and it's not even a matter of following um, just to give examples of pages I've started from scratch I've been I've been able to make money from pages that have 300 followers less than 300 followers and I've done it twice mm -hmm. with my own business where literally launched and the focus was the problem are you trying to launch a business in social media management? I'm here to help you. Boom, boom, boom. Within a week, I had people sign up, say, help me. With my MyTribe platform, same thing. Are you a mom influencer looking to uh, develop your skills and connect with brands? Boom. Within the first month, we did the first month as a giveaway. But in the second month, I had 30 moms come back to the tribe and sign up. And we didn't even have 300 followers on Instagram in that month. So it's honestly about talking to what people's what the problem is and how you solve it. And then and I love that you also just said that. Sorry, no, I was saying I love that you said that you actually had small followings and you were able to make money from that. And I think it's so encouraging for anybody that's watching that you don't need to have thousands and thousands of followers in order to monetize your brand. Like you were saying, you just need to be able to solve the problem. And I remember the one question one of my managers asked me a few years ago. And he's like, why should people care about what you're putting out there? And I was like, almost like a very attacking question, but it's very valid. Why should people care? And maybe that's also the takeaway for you this evening. Why should people care about the plan that you're trying to put together or launch, um, you know, maybe the quarters or before the year ends? Um, but yeah, for those of you that are watching and have any questions for you, please pop them down in the comments below. We are speaking about building a brand. Um, and I think maybe my last question Exactly, just more around uh, design trends. And, you know, I think 2020 and 2021 also gave rise to a lot of creativity in a sense that people had time, you know, with themselves, people had time to explore and upskill and all of that. So I think maybe what are the three, well, three of your favorite trends that came out of 2020 and 2021 so far? 
Oh, this is uh, quite a tough one because I have so many. But I think that the, the thing that comes to the top of my mind is definitely, uh, I mean, obviously, if you've been in design, typography is quite a big one. And um, if you've studied design, it's definitely like one of the basics. But if you're self-taught, like someone like me, um, the journey becomes, you know, you start to appreciate everything you learn as you go along. And um, I think 2021, I've picked up uh, font trends, typography trends quite a lot because I've now, my eyes have now uh, opened. I've also seen, uh, what's that trending font? Helvetica, however you pronounce it, <laughs> has been like quite oh, a big font. Helvetica, yeah, uh, has been uh, trending on um, social, so for graphic templates on social. It is a free font on Canva. Um, where else? Where else can you use it? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it, it is a free Google font. Um, I was actually updating someone's Wix site this afternoon, and I actually used that font. Um, there's this purple, I forgot the name, and I was actually reading about it this, this afternoon, but it's like a purple, hazy sort of uh, hue, and that's been like trending quite a lot. If you look at Instagram pages, like Later's Instagram account, I think I've seen it on Planoli's Instagram account as well. They like literally hoard on, on a lot of their graphic templates. And I actually didn't realize it was trending until I read this one blog and they're like, that's the trending color. And I'm like, no wonder I've been seeing it everywhere. It's actually like pretty, it's pretty annoying, but it's also cool that, um, uh, yeah, I, I get to pick up these things on my own and also through, uh, through the uh, newsletters. And I'm a big newsletter blog person. And the third one is, I think I've got another two, if you don't mind. Uh, <laughs> the one is also a, a design style that I'm seeing a lot of kind of designers and creatives use. Um, it's pretty refreshing, but it's also like kind of, um, how do I say? I, I, I like to be different. I like to be unique. But at the same time, you're like, I just want to go with the trend. You know how when if, when nudes were in and, and they're still pretty much a big thing, everyone's branding has been nude. I think I, I got to a point where when I was designing media kits by default, I would start with a nude color palette. And then when I'd sit with my clients, they were like, ooh, no, I want a red. And I'm like, what? Seriously? Why red? Everybody's nude and earthy and so conscious right now. Um, that, that's been an interesting one. And yeah, the last one is just seeing, like I, I mentioned, Planoli's page. I feel like I go into Planoli's page and it literally looks like the later page, literally looks like, um, I don't know if you follow the social media CEO, love their content, but it also looks like the Planoli page. So it's just like, how do you stand out? You want to be a part of the trend, but also how do you stand out? Yeah, those are my design trends i actually want to ask one more question sorry that now that i'm like listening to you what are like again i'm gonna say three because it's a great number um three resources for people or businesses actually that you know just want to stay on top of i guess branding essentially and the industry itself and you know trends and all of that what are some of the three resources be it newsletters or accounts that you follow on instagram for me, it's definitely, I subscribe to um, a lot of brands, brand, other brand strategists' newsletters. Um, I read their blogs a lot because that's where I get like a lot of inspiration about what is actually 
trending and because i am a yeah my hands are always full with work or kids um one thing that's really helped me a lot is podcasts so i'll literally while i'm shushing my baby and putting her on my back i'll have a podcast in my ears and that's how i get to keep up um there's one i haven't listened to it yet but there's one i've bookmarked and i think be, whether you're in design or not or you're in the creative space or not um from from the reviews i saw i i really believe it's one that is worth checking out it's called grit happens and for those who are not clear on what grit is grit is pretty much think about going into the game falling a few times and getting up and going back at it again and getting up and i love that that the concept of that podcast because it's literally um the anthem or the theme of yeah the life of a freelancer you get up and you keep going and it really takes grit to actually break through i mean a lot of people are just like uh, but what does it take to make it what does it take to break through why are some people you know getting it right and others don't and you look at other people's journeys and you think they're an overnight success meanwhile there's this whole story of someone who just kept falling and getting up and falling and getting up i i i also picked it up on uh kopano uh, i hope i'm saying her surname right kopano shimange um uh, shimange's vlog on youtube where she won that silver thingy from youtube one after you get 100k subscribers yeah she was celebrating that and she's like honestly how did i do it grit there are days where i didn't feel like doing it and i just got up and i did it again and i still didn't feel like it and i got up and i did it again and i think within that same week where i saw her vlog i came across the podcast grit happens and it literally talks about getting up and trying again and getting up and trying again so definitely a resource uh podcasts and um I think the best place to find good blogs uh, not to just hoy mine out but a good place to find good blogs and newsletters is look at the websites for the industry you're in so for instance I've uh bookmarked a lot of Shopify's Shopify's blogs because I'm always like oh, I need to read this one I need to read this one because they give such insightful things about the e-commerce space like how to start 10 suppliers to check out how to start your own drop shipping store and it's usually the suppliers of specific services that have really great blogs so uh shopify has got really awesome blogs um i've recently set up an equid account uh i hope i'm pronouncing it properly and they're actually annoying but like i've been seeing an email from them every single day they're giving me tips and stuff i just need to make time to actually read them <laughs> but how are you actually using e-commerce now with your business and businesses actually you said businesses is your main well for my branding business i'm going the digital route so um uh the plan is to sell guides templates that sort of thing i've uh put some stuff up on my site but i just need to yeah add more stuff so i've got a social media what do you call it a social media manager sort of starter kit so from the contracts that you would use to onboard clients to the onboarding process to yeah like literally think about um all the documents that you don't think you'll need as a social media manager and yeah i've i've 
kind of package that together with a social media manager's strategy template thing. I haven't been punting uh, a lot of that because I want to add more templates um, well, just to also like spark my, you know how they say, like if you need to keep filling your own cup. I've been working so much that every now and then I try and take time to create things that actually make me happy, create things that actually fill my heart instead of, you know, just creating because I need to produce work for someone. And one of the things that really fill my heart and my cup is I want to do things like thank you cards, designing thank you cards for, you know, businesses that want to ship stuff to their customers. I want to do things like product labels. Um, I recently designed, I think they're really beautiful. Can't wait to share them. But I recently did candle labels and they're affirmation candles. So I want to do stuff like that. <laughs> I want to do stuff like that and be able to sell the templates on my site and on, on Etsy. Uh, because I am using, I moved over to from Squarespace to Wix. I had to get uh, an Equid account so that I can do the whole Instagram shop. Nice. And actually, funny enough, now that you mentioned the candle labels, I'm actually uh, dropping a post, I think, on Thursday um, about a few white label suppliers, and one of them is actually candles. So do watch out for that post. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward. I'm, I'm getting my supplies this week, so you might just help me with a bit of a dilemma because I, I have a specific look in mind, but I'm just like, where am I going to find someone who's going to give me this um, it's more like the container that I'm looking for. So I hope you can help me out there. I don't know. Love sourcing things like that definitely can help you. And I probably started it because gosh, the amount of things I just end up, I go into like a really deep dark hole when I start sourcing. Yeah. And then I yeah. end up finding it, like everything. So yeah. So but the, you can actually uh, catch up on the page. I'm pretty excited I can share these things with people now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to that one because yeah, I mean, it's, you know, as a small business owner, like you only have so much budget to test and trial out things and you can't honestly just expect to sell the first sample that you make. You might need to like have to, I mean, the labels look great, but what's the paper I'm going to print on going to look like? Is it going to stick nicely? I mean, the one, the last sort of packaging exercise I did for my gift boxes for my moms, um, my mom, my, my tribe moms, I printed the stickers to seal the box and only after I got the stickers from the printers did I realize that the ink rubs off. I was so annoyed, but I'd already paid and I shipped my boxes. So this time I'm literally taking my time with like feeling like, is this the, the is the labeling right? Uh, is the printing right? Do I have the right containers? And yeah, it's, it's my, that's me filling my cup, but definitely yeah. want to, of that now i can tell you can't go wrong with vinyl stickers i use it on my product packaging to my candles because if you make a mistake you can literally just remove and reattach the glue doesn't come off it, oh i hate those things i was very i was very specific about the type of labeling and like you know how it needed to be presented it does have a gloss finish though i know you can't get a mess so maybe just look at that yeah okay i definitely i definitely need to check that that out I mean, in terms of suppliers, I know uh, brandability is really good, um, but also cost-wise, they're not, I mean, I'd definitely go with them, but yeah. No, I can give you a few printers in Joburg, yeah, you in Joburg, um, that I've used for vinyl printing and top-notch. Thank top, top, you. Top. 
Thank you. Yeah. See, guys, this is how you collaborate. This is how you help people get each other's business started. <laughs> it works so well. Yeah. We actually have very similar interests because before you and I had the conversation about uh, me going on my little candle supply whatever mission you know you'd already done all that research and gone into the rabbit holes and now you've probably got a whole bible of suppliers in Joburg that you, you could literally help people okay. start like businesses with all the suppliers you know now I still think yeah, 100%. Should, and you should, I think yeah you put that in a book or some kind of guide and sell it to us like do you I, I think okay, people underestimate time it takes to research the right suppliers because we honestly don't have the money to get it wrong so that's another thing that's scaring me like i mentioned i'm helping my mom with um starting a body care brand and i've been sitting for hours like in the past month trying to find the right suppliers like where do i get do we have to mix the stuff ourselves do we have to where do we get it ready made and the packaging Yes, you guys, if I could, I, I can't even afford to pay anyone to do that research for me, but it's a full-time job. So if Cleo could just put a book together. I can tell you exactly. I'm just sitting there and I'm like, yeah, I can just tell you. <laughs> people like me will buy it. People like me will buy it because I just need to know that I can trust the supplier. Yeah. No, and you know what? Um, It will be launched soon, I promise. It'll be part of my little e-commerce package. Um, I'm just kind of passing out from my followers what exactly they want. Um, I am going to launch, I think probably in the next week, will be the one-page marketing plan um, just to guide people through that because, again, it also goes down to the core and it kind of gets you thinking about your brand and what you want to do before. I mean, we all get excited about how the packaging is going to look and what your social media is going to look like, but you're not really worried about what your messaging is going to be, how are you solving the problem. So yeah, I'm very excited about that one page marketing plan. It's super useful. And yeah, so I'm going to start there because yeah, I need to do this in bite sizes because the masterclass that I was looking at is going to take a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm excited about the one pager because I mean, honestly, um, us just sitting here talking about like, actually, what is branding and moving away from the concept of branding is just logos and pretty colors having a one pager will help quite a lot of um, business owners who don't uh, have the time or the resources or the money to pay someone to help them figure it out. If it's pre-packed and ready to go, you know, you save a lot of people time and money, but you get to scale as well. And hopefully you get bank notifications in your sleep. Yeah. And that's what we all want at the end of the day. Amen. Because guys. Uh, um, I'd pay for information and consolidated research. Y'all, y'all, listen, give me. No, I've even seen some drop shippers, guys. Like, I have I've been in my little hole. So, never mind. Like, I think I'll probably do a drop shipping post. What is tomorrow? Tomorrow's Wednesday. Yeah, probably do a drop shipping post tomorrow. And, um, yeah, just. Again, all the supplies I found, and this is over and above the actual plugins I found for dropshipping for South Africa. Because I think uh, it was Wekanyo that actually asked, like, how are we going to dropship in South Africa? Because I was always fixated on, you know, overseas dropshipping because there wasn't really the facility available here. 
And yeah, guys, I love research. I'm such a little mini nerd. So I've got all the, the tips and tricks ready for you guys. I just need to physically put it on paper. I think that's just my only thing that's been delaying me. Actually, that transfer of knowledge. But yeah. Please. Very, very, very valuable uh, info. And especially now uh, with us going into season, there are a lot of people looking for extra ways to make money. Um but also get too scared to start because the idea of you know all this info they need to process and all the the research they need to do before they can even start is scary so if there are people who can give them plug and play solutions to say i've done the research i know where the suppliers are i've even done the budget for you just start that will help a lot of people i think a lot of people literally need solutions like these right now i'm glad i'm glad now at least i know there's a market for me yay um but yeah Ever. Is it Eva? Eva? <laughs> I think maybe it was a typo. Oh, when she said try. It's... I'm so confused. <laughs> um, but yeah, if guys, if that's anything, uh, if that's anything, if that's all, and or if you have anything else you want to ask, please ask it now. But I think I've asked all I can ask. And I mean, honestly, I can chat to you all day, every day. I mean, sometimes we have calls planned and then we end up just going completely off the mark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you so but much. But also, I do want to take the opportunity, though. I'm not going to spoil it, but I'm just going to, like, semi-announce it that maybe they should keep their eyes on our feed for something that we're working on together that will help oh, businesses. Yeah. I'm going to just put it like that. <laughs> excited you shouldn't have that no no you know why i actually love what gary vaynerchuk said you just need to put it out there and i'm putting it out there you're doing it it's done look what he's done now (laughs) gary must go jump i'm actually about to message you before this live like yo I am shutting down my Instagram accounts. I'm just shutting down everything. Like I just had such a crappy end to my day because mom lied. And um, I think listening to myself talk about how grit happens and just getting up and going, I'm like, girl, stop lying to yourself. Go to sleep. Try again tomorrow. (laughs) So yeah, I I was going to message to say, I don't know how we're going to do that thing with, because I'm going offline um but i will do that i will do that just take a step back take a moment but you got this like you always do i guess this guys i want to thank you so much for oh sorry you broke up there but i think you were saying the same thing as me um but yeah thank you guys for joining in um yeah and please let me know if you have any more questions um i'm going to save the live for you guys and myself and E2 are available for any questions and keep your eyes out for the project we'll be launching probably in the next month. Have a good evening, guys. Bye.